Welcome to Post-Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. And after a small little mini break, uh, we are back. Back in 2017. 2017, yeah. Um, The end of the year got a little busy for John and I. Yeah, it was a little too busy, you know, uh, work-wise at the end. It sort of extended beyond my tenure there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, a break is... The break is always welcome. It yeah. is. It's always That's nice. And I don't know if I told you, I did a Key and Peel short. No. Yeah, it was, uh, I was all geared up because my show, we're on an odd schedule, so we were going to get like three weeks off. Yeah. And come the week we were about to leave, I get an email from our producing company, or producing team on the show I'm on, who also did Key and Peel. So they were just like, hey, we're doing a digital short for The Daily Show. Can you help? It's mm-hmm. one week. Sure. Well, let you know I'm still working on it. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's, oh. I mean, it's already been delivered and everything, but now it's all that, hey, when are we getting LTOs, which is the official backup. And it's like, right. I got paid a week, but I've been working. It's been really easy, though. It was one of those things on Monday, I accepted it, then had a phone call from Comedy Central. Tuesday, they shot it and we delivered it the following Friday. But we still took the time, the mandatory, like it was Christmas. So we did take that Monday off. Yeah. So a lot of it was just, you know, the editor edited it. We sent it out via media silo, had two notes, and that was it. But the weird thing was, though, it was that thing of, so are we are we shooting it and sending it to you? No, no, no you guys will finish it. Okay. Like online in color? Oh, yeah, that would probably be good. Oh. oh. <laughs> what and nice. then I dealt with, once again, Comedy Central was a gem to work for. I've never worked with them before, but Great. which is good. Their post manual was on, but I was working with the B team, the holiday team, mm-hmm. the, the ones that were mandatory to stay over the two weeks that were holiday. So a lot of it was like, so are we doing this? Oh yeah, we should. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not dealing with the top brass right, on this exactly. one. And in the Key and Peele sketch, they did the Luther, the Obama's anger. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It, wait, is this aired? I yeah, it was. On, I did okay. the Daily Show and then sort of went viral for okay. about a week. It I'm was like, a, you're t- talking about stuff that hadn't even aired. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, this had aired. It aired the fifth okay. of January. But it was really funny because all of a sudden it's like we. I watched the sketch, which is great about something that's already been done. You can just go to YouTube, and it always starts off with the presidential seal, like this the seal over blue, and it was like, and I was like, so where's that element? Like, oh, we don't know. So I called Comedy Central. It's like, yeah, you might not get it for two weeks. Well, I deliver it in three days. Yeah, can you just take it off YouTube? Oh, oh it doesn't work like that. It's the YouTube video is like a 720, and then I would wouldn't really gel. Oh, can you recreate it? Sure. So I sent, I mean, it was easy enough. I sent the visual effect guy the YouTube of what it looks like, and he just built one from scratch. Right. And I mean, basically, it's the presidential seal, which you can get, blue background, and text. That was it. It was no big deal. But like, that was everything in the way. And I was like, so am I mixing this? Yeah, you should probably mix this. Okay. Yeah, you, you should probably at that point just take the reins and say, you know what, I'm going to, you just tell uh, them I, what I, you're going to be I doing. I did. I was like, it was one of those things where I was like, I called captioning. I called I, the one thing that did cue me. They're like, "Oh, don't forget, you have to do a 100% QC." Oh, um, it's it's you know, you know, the New Year's week or whatever. No one's. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're gonna need that before you can deliver. That was the only thing. I I don't know why I didn't think that one. It was, but everything else I called captioning. I called everyone up and just started. Once everyone went, huh? Oh, I better start making calls. Like everyone right. seemed a little <laughs> baffled by it. Yeah, exactly. So, Made all the and once again it it was a four minute sketch it was fine but that was my time suck like it was really fun though every the shooting of it was fun zero notes because Comedy Central was like yeah that's what you guys do you know no like there was no time constraint so it wasn't like be four minutes even or be under five they're just deliver when it's what it's read so it was yeah. I think it was three minutes fifty eight seconds and twelve frames and I was like can we just round up seems easier like no no it doesn't matter to us it's like okay it's funny how i normally would like the time off but it was just like a one well it was a one week gig now that i'll probably work on for another two weeks yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> but i'm getting paid for my other show so it's not like and a lot of it's going to be emails it'll be hey we got a new invoice forward you know right so it's nothing i have to be too concerned yeah about. It's but not too bad. it was kind of weird it was just one of those like random out of the blue, it's like, hey, do you want to do this? Sure. But once again, it worked out that 
the one of the executive producers on our show directed it. He was also a writer and has won Emmys for Key and Peele. They were there. So everyone involved had already done the show. Right. So there was nothing. And it wasn't something they hadn't done in like five years. Where it's like, oh, we don't know how to do our parts anymore. And right. what is the? It was something that's, you know, they've been off the air for, what, a year? They know what they're doing. Yeah. What would you, would you shoot on? Alexa camera. So HD. Yeah. Nothing, it's Comedy Central. They don't care. It's not 4K. It's... I went to set and it's like, oh, hey, we rolling sound? Yep. And I, I mean, basically, I, it didn't matter. I got a hard drive. There. Here's your hard drive. Right. It's like, oh, that's it now? Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm doing on my show now, but it just seems so, like, there's no, no, no love anymore. It's like, here's a hard drive. And literally, we get a hard drive and there's a piece of tape from the camera guy going, the drive seems to be ticking, but it seemed to work okay for us. Oh. oh. <laughs> um... <laughs> All right, well, fingers crossed, everyone. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we plugged it in, and it was fine. We didn't hear the ticking, so we may, might think that their uh, power was wrong. Yeah. Like, they just grabbed the wrong power cord, so it wasn't cycling through. But still, that's pretty risky for them to still then put the master material on it. Right. It's kind of ticking. Move forward. It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny how, like, there's certain departments who have a sort of a lackadaisical effort. Uh uh, attitude towards you know what you deem to be cr- uh, critical to your uh you know to your workflow right you know and oftentimes it's like the wardrobe department has handled something that they don't normally handle mm-hmm. and you're like oh somehow i got these sbs cards and you know mm-hmm. i dropped them in water but you know i just dried them off and here you go yeah. and it's like oh really because that could mean a whole yeah. another day of shooting, which could be thousands of dollars. It's like, oh, just because you did that at home on yours that had a couple family photos on it exactly. is a little different than um, master material yeah. or whatever. Or hey, we got this, uh, we got this footage here, but we figure we give it to you. I don't know next week, and it's like, yeah, no, I don't think we can work. I always love when it's the next day, and you're like, hey, we're missing stuff. Oh, yeah, I forgot to pull it out of the camera, and that camera's on a truck because we're not yeah. using it today. I kind of need it, though. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, I figured, you know, it was late and I didn't want to, you know, I'm like, uh, I don't think the line producer is going to be like, uh, you know, budget, I'm sorry. Yeah. You can't get the footage to the people. Yeah, you can't get on the truck today. Yeah. It's, not, not, it's not a line item. <laughs> All the whatever. stuff we shot today is just not going to make it. I felt so bad. I don't know if I told you. There was a, I was on a Paramount lot working on a show and there's a Technicolor there, which we did our mix at. Uh-huh. And then yeah. there's a Technicolor. Yeah. That's where I did my you know, last show. Oh, okay. So, and uh, there's a Technicolor in Hollywood where we were doing all our, our film stuff. So yeah. it was just one of those luck of the draws, our utility that loads the hard drives. Like, look, Transpo's super busy. I'll just walk it over to Technicolor. But that's not the Technicolor it goes to. He was trying to be, in his heart, he was doing right. the good thing. Dropped off the drive the next day. It's like, hey, we got your lunch. Never got that. It's like, and the guy was like, I dropped it off the Technicolor. I have a receipt. Oh. Uh-oh. But then, yeah. it, then it made me more irritated that Technicolor on the lot didn't say, went, huh, that's not right, and put it on a shelf. Didn't call me. Didn't call other Technicolor. Like, it was just sort of that weird, like, once again, I'm pretty terrible at my job and would have been like, that doesn't seem right. I'll call them tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> One, I mean, not to, well, you, you said them by name, but yeah, we worked too, my last show, with mm-hmm. both. Yeah. And um, I don't know if we had that problem but there was there could be some you know technicolor sound mm-hmm. and technicolor sgs or some say gower yeah. you know certain things went to certain people and they didn't you know really think to go oh this isn't I th- well, this I th- might not belong here it's kind of difficult because you never know what might well and, it, and i think I don't what know. it was is i think they always just got our turnover so when they got the drive and went well that doesn't seem we're not expecting a show and it was like the night crew. I mean, I think it was 11 at night. So that guy's just there to check. Oh, okay. He's just, and not to take anything away from his job, it was just that his job is just to check drives in and check them out if someone picks them up. He's not yeah. there to like answer the major questions like, oh, I better track someone down. Someone's looking for this. It's true. Very true. Very so true. we, it all got sorted. No one, it was not a big deal. And I felt so bad for that guy though. Cause it was just like, look, you did the right thing. Sort of. Yeah. In your heart, it was the right thing. But I think it was the next day we were shooting in Malibu and Transpo had to get there. And it was it was going to be two more hours before they could get the drive dropped off. And he thought, I'll drop it off in five minutes. 
I'm going to get high fives in the morning. And then all of a sudden we call him up. Dude, where's this drive? (laughs) (laughs) That'll be the last time he's ever helpful. Yeah, he's like, I'm not doing this again. I'm out. Because sometimes things come in Mm -hmm. and no one informs these guys of it coming in. And, you know, then they get calls for where's that thing? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And like, well, no one told you? No, no one told me it was coming in. Uh, Let me call this guy. Let me call that guy. So I had one of those sort of things Mm -hmm. where it was like they were trying to find just files, you know, coming in to um, server. And it's like they couldn't find it. Then they called Technicolor in uh, Burbank. Oh. You know, that sound facility. And it's like they... It sort of originated there, and then it was going to Technicolor and Paramount. And so they were feeding it there. And then that guy, supervisor at Technicolor Burbank, called up you know, Technicolor Paramount and said, Look, this is what's coming. This is where a folder it's in. This is where mm-hmm. it's going to be. It's letting you know it's going to be there in 20 minutes or whatever. Right. It just couldn't happen. And then you know, I got my guy you know, in layback yelling at the guy in the vault like where is this and what is this he just said it was there and, and the poor guy is like I, 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 I'm telling you I'm looking I'm looking I want to find it but mm-hmm. I don't I don't know where it is Yeah. and so everybody's yelling at each other and the poor guy yeah right the poor guy's just like hey I'm just looking where I'm supposed to look I'm looking yeah. where he told me to look I looked on your local shelf yeah. I've, I've done he's like I don't see it <laughs> so um, you also won't, don't want to be the guy who goes oh this doesn't seem right let me send this over to the other thing and then find out later. No, it was supposed to be there for a session that was happening in yeah. 15 minutes. So, yeah. You know. It, and they're, they're usually pretty good because they usually have a board. It'll be like your show, like Grace and Frankie, drive, contact, you know, Jim or something like that. So when they get it, looked at the board and went, oh, man, this must be for tomorrow. No yeah. one told me. And they, well, Why would he expect he's getting film or, I guess, digital files yeah and and most of the times that works yeah the board works but every now and then you got someone who go rogue little teaser yeah there you go (laughs) someone (laughs) who goes rogue and like does whatever they want to it it could be a person who doesn't really deal with these people uh, on a regular basis and it's like i don't understand why can't they just do it i'm just sending it down there i'm not gonna check it in i'm not gonna do that you know it's like then it sends the whole place into a frenzy i remember yeah. not checking something in or taking it out without checking it out uh this happened once putting something on a drive and then oh handing it back to handing them. it back and go yeah it's on that drive and the person's like i i don't have a record of it leaving like when did how was it on the drive mm-hmm. you didn't throttle pro it, yeah. like protocol wasn't fought like there's no way that could happen and i'm like look this is what happened like, oh okay okay <laughs> So it's like, it took that whole... And then like, you sort of feel guilty, sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, all right, you're right, you're right. I totally did it, but, but you know, got to get to move the show forward. But yeah, it's exactly. And it's now with all the security stuff, where things have to be scanned. Yeah. Especially if you have a big drive, it takes, you know, a while to get scanned. Once it gets scanned, then it gets put on this sand. Yeah. You know, and by that time, it could be 45 minutes, like, to an hour before you get, like, maybe one file. Yeah. And it's like, uh, okay. But so now you have to circumvent that. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, it's the, the digitalness has helped, but then there is always something always has to get transferred. Yeah. And then, and then you're in a line, and then you're just like, I have one file. And that's why I always like those guys um, that you just hand a thumb drive to, and they're like, look, I'm not allowed to take yeah. thumb drives. Yeah. They say it loud enough just in case someone's right. listening. Takes it, loads the file up straight into it. It's like, look, you're fine. Yeah. No one's worried about it. Yeah, it's... You know, I mean, again, you and I, we, we get it, all the security and what, you know, things yeah. that go wrong. And you can't, for one file, sacrifice your whole, you know. Yeah. There's got to be a way to sort of streamline that that process. Maybe that's the business we should go into, trying to find a way to, to streamline to do that. You know, I was talking to um, this guy when I was doing the <laughs> show that you and I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, off payroll. And... Um, <laughs> And so I was delivering something to the vault, and tech guy back there, he was just very, very nice, but, you know, very chatty. And so he was just talking about what his endeavors were and what, his, what he wanted to get into and talked about, you know, um, sort of computer science, but, like, the storage game and, like, how basically all Netflix is, which when you broke it down to me like that, wow, he said, all Netflix is is like high capacity storage uh, 
facility that just works with videos like content yeah you know and that the, the but but their game really is that they're like a big server that that's yeah. all they are. I mean, I know it is weird when you like, think of break Netflix down to really what it is. Yeah. It's like you're just accessing a hard drive. Yeah. That has a movie on it. That's it's pretty much takes out any romance you think of. Yeah. Netflix. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to pick a, a fantastic movie and hit a button. It's like, yeah, you're just accessing a hard drive. Yeah. That's really all you're doing. You're yeah. paying and for a passcode yeah. to a hard drive. <laughs> right. And that's true. And, and even broken down even further with that, like a passcode to the hard drive. I'll charge you nine dollars a month, yeah. you know, for that passcode. And I got all these movies. It's like could be like the shady dude down the street, you yeah. know, with the big old server in his house with a bunch of yeah. pirated movies going, Hey, I'll let you in for, you know, yeah. nine well, ninety nine. I'm trying to think I worked with someone that had a friend that sort of did that. He um had like a massive music collection. Like one of those like one of those like guys that then he digitized all his albums, all his cassette like he had every song and he put it up on a server and let his friends have like the code, you know, or basically a password. And it's like, hey, if you needed a like it, but it, they used it just for listening to music. But he goes, he just had the most extensive library. But he created his own sort of server. Mm-hmm. with it so it wasn't like hey here's my passcode to itunes it was no here is a detailed sort of netflixy of music he they just did but he was like it was kind of fun because it like he would spend days making his own playlists and then send them to his friends who had the right passwords so it was like this is the essential rainy day la mix for 2 p.m like he that's all this guy did like he was like i think <laughs> like one of those eccentric millionaires so he's right. like I'm trying to always make the perfect playlist and you're just like awesome and then they would have the playlist going sometimes like the, the guy I worked with in the in the room would play have the playlist going it's like i think this is pretty good this guy's really really good at what he does can't get paid yeah i mean if there was a job getting paid for making playlists that would be although there probably is someone getting paid to do that i know there probably is this somewhere you know now yeah. with like some site he could even he could have monetized that i mean yeah. you think about spotify and i mean i guess they create playlists but yeah that's probably just a program country sad yeah and some algorithm go. yeah exactly sort of off top i don't know it just made me think of that like you know some kid doing that was uh i was scrolling through snapchat yes i was scrolling through snapchat um <laughs> and oh side story to that i met family and they have a daughter they have three daughters uh, the youngest one's 17 and snapchat's their choice social app now that's the only thing that's how they communicate they said they rarely even send emails anymore really and that sort of blew my mind and i guess the youngest being 17 she sends about uh 300 snaps a day they go that's how they communicate so they'll i guess take a photo and ask a question right on it and then respond with like you know they put that dog emoji face on and then write something back and that's how they communicate and it seems labor intensive <laughs> wow it, it, it is it, that's the thing it is but I guess you, I don't know, before the typewriter came out, were people thinking, oh, man, you know, it's, it's so labor-intensive. I just like to write my stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, I still feel that way because never, I never really learned to type the correct <laughs> way, so it's, it is easy a little faster. But uh, on that topic, I was, uh, it was one of those, the people to follow on Snapchat 2017 because people are so obsessed with list at the end and the beginning of the year. You have to. You have to. So I'm going through their list going, oh, of course, The Rock. I mean, why wouldn't you follow The Rock? You Absolutely. Know? Then you go through it, and some of them would say who they were. Like, it would be, you know, Joe and Joe's, you know tech entrepreneur oh, okay that guy probably has the inside dirt and there were some people just like their job title was social influencer and i don't know what that like so really i think because they have so many followers like we we're talking about with the rock and his followers right. that person goes hey i'm you know i'm uh having a starbucks today and then all of a sudden people are like, oh or they maybe they talk about a new drink oh i had the new you know nitro infused cold brew and they're like, oh, and then other people do it. And Starbucks probably gives them a kick in because they're a social influencer. Right. And I was just like, but it was the the title took me a minute to figure it out. And then sadly, one someone on Snapchat said their job was they were a, a Vine star. And I was like, oh, now I'm just sad. Like, yeah. it just felt sad because like that, at least with the social influencer, it's like, all right, this guy figured out how to be funny and entertaining in the seven seconds you got or whatever it is on Snapchat. Maybe it's 15 seconds max yeah. to talk about a product or drop it casually and his fan base or whatever 
follows along. So he's a social influencer. But it was just going through, and then the person's occupation, Vine starts, like, oh. Yeah. Least social. It felt like with that, like, he was trying. Like, it's, like, social media expert or producer or something. All right, that person right. understands. But it's like, oh, you're a Vine star now trying to make it on Snapchat. I felt sad even though that vine star probably makes more money than i do but <laughs> i know it's weird what's it like six seconds you have to who, who decides these things i guess it's it's a question of like server space and that's all it was it was probably no, there was no there was no one in a boardroom going what's the shortest perfect length and seven no six there was already it was like look our servers can handle about six seconds in a quick turnaround right. all right well six seconds we go yeah. everyone agreed agreed all right move forward totally and i'm sure <laughs> Was it 140 characters or whatever? Yeah. Twitter. I'm sure it's the same sort of. Look, this is this math works here with our server or whatever. Right, and that was the thing. It was just like, what is a good sentence? Well, I mean, you could give a point, and, and about 140 characters is the perfect length. Yeah. Done. Yeah. That was sure. it. Just some sort of statistic. And now the you got the future president of the United States. Just that's his. That's his. Yeah. Sort of, that's the only way he communicates. Which I would feel better if they were better. You know, not picking political sides. We're not right. a political-based show. But it's like, I think the battles he decides to fight on social media are not the right battles no, for a president. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. No one's really talked about this. Or maybe they have. but And they can't really, because of the content of it, you can't really um, talk about this point. But if you really read them they are written like a, a child like right. or written like a child is supposed to understand them like i don't know if he reads it to his young son and mm-hmm. goes well if he gets it then yes put it right. out there <clears throat> you know he'll say like you know <clears throat> this actress is you know work is is hasn't been good in a while and then he'll go very bad and it's like who who uses yeah I know. very bad basically that's in case you didn't get what i was yeah. dropping before this you know, yeah this uh before i describe exactly you know the character of, of of this actress very bad i'll say it in plain language very bad it's almost like well i want my smart fans or my far- smart people that like me to understand what i'm saying but then i have some dumb people yeah, yeah I exactly mean, uh, just that don't understand the first sentence but yeah. we'll just go very bad sad yeah i sad. know what he's saying very sad good had a really had a t- uh, wonderful meeting with uh the president of this nation yeah. very good and it's like okay well this is i mean it just like if he left that stuff off it would sound it sound okay, yeah. but then he does that, and I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. And then there's those moments where you feel like I think someone took it because he had three consecutive intelligent tweets that were kind of interesting. It's like, oh, this is kind of an insight to the way our yeah. country's going to be run. Then followed by worst person ever, sad, right? You know, twice. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, oh. Oh, and then he does repeat himself. Yeah, it does. He loves to say tremendous. Yeah, a lot. tremendous. And now when I say it, it's like, crap, did he say it so many times that I say it now? Or did I used to say it, and now I don't remember? I don't know. It's like seeping into the into pop culture. I mean, it's, it's, it definitely is, and that's kind of what he wants to do. But yeah, the fights that he picks, not fights that I think any really elected official, not let alone the president, should yeah. be picking. You know? yeah. and he just goes out on an all-out attack, you know, and it's like, really? Couldn't you just move on? Aren't there... Bigger, bigger fish to fry. And then it's like, then you know how to get him. Then you know how to, like, fish him almost. Totally. It's like, oh, all we have to do is do this. We'll get him to say something. And it's like, oh, now yeah. you're, you're the troll that's being trolled now. Right. It's like, oh. It's like, you know, but that's, but even for, it's turned political now. Yeah. But even, even for, like, leaders of other countries, mm-hmm. just attack him personally. Just attack him personally. Yeah. You know. Trump is sad, yeah, and then he'll just lose his right. Exactly. Something. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I actually, uh, I was a troll for about one thing. I'm working on a show that premieres Tuesday. Uh, I work on Teachers. Everyone, if you're gonna watch it, go. TV Land's Teachers, and we'll sidestep that for one second. Promo has been really, you know, going. Hey, we need you know high res this and yeah, that yeah. four, you know, four two two and all this stuff. And everything I've sent them has only been on Instagram. And I'm like, why are we jumping through hoops? to give you this. Really? I was like, I get it. Maybe it's the program they're using to edit it for the content 
and I get it. I always want to give them the best because promo- promoting the show is always sure. number one. But it was the fact that they just kept going, can we get the, you know, the high res of this? And is it, you know, is it fully mixed? And it's fully this. Then I'll see a, just a montage of cuts on Instagram going, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Did could, you call them up? Come on, guys. I mean, so really, what's going on? Instagram? Come on. D- d- you know, you can tell me. I can just send you f- clips from my phone. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it was weird because all of a sudden... The TCAs happen, and they were all there just talking about the show, and so then they had their hashtag, Teacher Series. It's weird, I guess, that he couldn't get... I guess you can use any hashtag, but I guess using teachers might just seem weird or something, because, Probably, you know, yeah. so they did Teacher Series, and, and of course, there was one person that was... Um, I don't know why. I don't know what stuck out because everyone was posting photos. Because actually, right outside our place, there's actually a poster for the show I work on, which is the first time that's happened to me in forever. Like, oh. I don't know the last time I've actually had a poster that made it on the street because I worked on a show the only posters were on the lot and I was like you guys don't know what you're doing (laughs) these need to be outside the lot Um, I don't know so I was reading and someone was like way to go TV land you know why can't you have me more diverse because you know my show stars it's six women and it was just like is anyone ever going to be happy so I actually commented I go you mean the TV land that picked up a show that starring created and written by six women to me that seems granted they're all of shades of white the stars but it's pretty impressive i mean you know it's like not a lot of shows that are written and created for women that you know i mean i know amy shooter and stuff but hers is sketch basis like you know legit show created by created written and starring six women i mean that's pretty i don't even know why i'm not even a comment person and they were just like well i understand your point but it should be more diverse and it's like when is anyone ever going to be happy like then if it was then it's like Well, you're too diverse. Or, well, you, oh, you only have one gay character? Why don't you have three? That means you just put them in there for a reason. You're just like, I don't think there's ever winning. And that was when I realized, as long as I've been on social media, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to post stuff and probably not comment. And, and it wasn't like I, I went on a, a run. I literally commented on one thing. was like, I mean, it's a, yes, it's not multiculturally diverse, but it's a show with women. And you don't see that too often with that. They're also the creators. And. I don't even know why it didn't get mean, didn't get shitty or anything, but then it was just sort of like, all right, I'm done. I, I finished. And I was like, God, the president must be exhausted <laughs> from doing that. I did one and I just felt bad about myself. And he seems to thrive off of it. Yeah, it's amazing that that was your exchange, though, and not, you know, attacking you personally. And they trolled back enough where it's like, no, I just meant there should be more diversity in character. And it's like, yeah, well, but that's I, mean, not I, like okay. I get it. I, I yeah. completely get it. To dive deeper, it's like, I was like, well, before I. You know, Blast, it was like, I almost went deeper because she's a, the person that commented is an actor, you know, and singer, and I'm putting all in quotes because I don't know, I I haven't heard of her. But then she was also white, and all the stuff she had done in these comedy troops were all with white people. And I was almost like, I want to attack you so bad for being so terrible. But (laughs) then it was just sort of like, I don't really care. And and everyone has, and that's the whole point, is you can just fucking verbally diarrhea all over whatever you want. That's what social media is. And I think that that's the sort of cyber courage. Um, yeah. It's, it's rampant on the uh, on the internet. Yeah, it, that's sort of my gripe, too. I mean, I, I'm, I have the same things about diversity. I mean, I'm, yeah. you know, African-American, and I, uh, I want to see more, you know, diversity out there. But I really do appreciate it when I see it, especially when I work, mm-hmm. you know, uh, amongst people, amongst a diverse group. I mean... The last show I worked worked on was a a really <laughs> diverse group, so much so that you know one of the post guys recognized and point by point said, "Oh, look how diverse we are." But it, it did, jokes aside, it did sort of make me feel good that you know I was going to work with you know a group of people who yeah. were just as diverse as could be, and we're all doing stellar, stellar work, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do have people out there that, you know, if you dig deeper, they go, oh, I just wish it was more diverse. And then you go, well, wait, what, look look at what you're doing. Like this this lady. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I'm not saying he told me this, but in, in uh, Obama's farewell speech, mm-hmm. he's like, don't just go on the Internet and complain. Yeah. He's like, get out and do something. Right. It's like, this person, if you really want to champion diversity... Make it a part of your life. Make it and a that, part. That was sort of my like after I looked up the profile and everything, and I was like, "All right, I won't attack." But if it comes back, and it's like, "Well, if it bothers you, write your show. You know, sell your show 
Yeah, I mean, because that person happened to be a writer producer yeah. as opposed to, you know, just being some random person. But then it's like, if it bothers you that they picked it up, then write a show that you want to see with the diverse cast. You know, it's like, don't just be shitty. Don't see a poster without doing any research and just go, well, look how terrible TV land is. You know, like, of course, they're only going to pick up, you know, a show with all female white people. Look at that. And they're like, well, do you know anything about the show? Do you know right. anything? Do you have any history? Or did you just see one thing and just get angry? You know? And do you know, and she's a woman yeah. who's, you know, writer, producer. So yeah. she would know about this. But basically, you know, a sort of a general question. It's like, do you really know how hard it is for a woman to get this? Yeah. You know, it, it is. I mean, I have I'm a filmmaker and I have uh, uh friends who are you know making features mm-hmm. and you know it's just just so difficult to make yeah. a feature but but they're doing it and one of my friends you know she got a lot of acclaim for her feature you know uh had some notable people in it one uh she won south by southwest and uh i mean just write-ups around the world and i asked and i said so how's it going it must be great for you i mean she's like it's so hard she's like i can't i still can't get an agent or an agent sort of looks at me and says he can't he doesn't know how to sell me you know he doesn't know but all of his like male Mm -hmm. uh, clients are uh are doing really well he works so hard for them but you know i i know and can sense it's just because i'm a woman and he just won't i just can't break through that class uh ceiling I just can't do it. Right. And um, she's making another feature, but it's like she works hard at it. Basically, she's working a lot harder than probably would have. Right. Or she a man of the same talent, you know, and it's just it's it's crazy to think that. But it's true. So when you talk about a show with women for women, first of all, the buying power of women is incredible. So why wouldn't you want to? Because um, John just thinks women just shop, and women all they do is shop, and that's the, that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> I say all that to say is they just shop, but it's true. It's like it's it's what is it? Cosmetics and the movies like entertainment yeah. are foolproof. Like yeah. no matter what's going on, war you always have that. Now I get I get both of them mm-hmm. because they sort of take you somewhere else, but. It's hard for me to get the cosmetics thing, I guess, because yeah. I'm a man. But it's like that is foolproof. Like that is what I want. That allows me to be, you know, um, able to do, make myself over being someone yeah. I'm not today. I can be someone else tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but the buying power of of women is so great, and they watch so much TV that to cater to, you know, just men. And when I say that, I mean just have them be the writers and directors mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense yeah so to have you know a show like yours i think makes sense but it's so hard to do yeah. and i think it's uh you know they should be commended for doing that it's not even just a a woman at the helm because you, I mean, you got shonda rhimes who's basically yeah owns abc yeah but like this is all women like i'm not only gonna be the woman at the head or yeah. be the head and i'm a woman but i'm gonna make sure i hire women i'm make sure yeah. show the shows about women yeah. and, you know i think that that um that's to be commendable and i see a lot more diversity out there in shows i mean like hbo i mean all these yeah which hbo does take chances but there's certain shows on hbo that i thought i wouldn't see but on someone, something like BET or something. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like, really? That's on HBO? Awesome. Yeah. And it's someone, I guarantee you, is someone who's not diverse. Mm-hmm. I'll just say white. Yeah. It's okay. Who probably championed that show and said, look, I saw your stuff. I want you on my network. Because, you know, and, and people don't hear that and don't realize that, but it's probably what happened. Yeah. You know, and a lot of this stuff, I'm surprised when I read about it, when it's like, oh, no, this executive really wanted it in here. So um, it's there. And I'm like, oh, wow. Well, good. Good for that person. Yeah, that person just saw. T- I think what it is, sometimes people just see the talent. Yeah. Like they'll see someone's like, wow, that's a really funny idea. Totally. And, you know, and it is what it is. It's like, hey, we have a funny idea. We're going to go with it. And there you go. Yeah. And then that folds it into the mainstream. 
Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's not like, oh, wow, look, they're being diverse. It's like, no, they're just putting out funny stuff. Yeah. And then you see that person in other things. And then next thing you know, it's that whole adage of like, it's just better if it's more diverse because it's more representative of everyone. Exactly. But it's going to be better. But it's going to be the content is going to be better. And then you're like, wow, this is really good because, yeah. you know, I have a other experiences folded into the to the mix as opposed to just one but yeah i think it's very easy just to get off of this i think it's very easy to go oh i wish it was more of this oh i wish it was more diverse yeah i mean i'm a victim of it too of the whole system but it's like you want to protest and you want to be outraged a lot of fake outrage on that internet, yeah. but you want to be outraged but at the same time you got to look into yourself and go oh well am i doing these things and if i'm not doing these things then, exactly you know i don't know it's sort of like a person who's eats you know pizzas and burgers all the time you know they see you with a, a soda or something that's not diet and they go oh well that's that's bad for you you right. shouldn't do that you know you should really be eating the this yeah. and that. i'm like what about is that a frappuccino <laughs> because that is like a hundred times worse exactly yeah. and while they're eating like you know a burger uh, right and pizza and it's like okay i don't want to go on a personal attack but yeah come on well it's like it, it was that thing of we all i mean we just all just want basically just we want good movies it doesn't really matter it's yeah. like put whoever you want it's like i think it was that thing uh donald glover had talked about in his stand-up when he was someone was like donald glover for spider-man and he goes that's funny and he goes then everyone lost their mind he's like he goes he was getting death or i mean everyone just thought i think it all actually started with mark bernardin who was a writer for la times is like why couldn't you know spider-man be someone else why i mean he's from you know the bronx or brooklyn maybe it's bronx i don't know he's from one of those yeah, yeah. new york cities and it's like why couldn't he be more diverse he's in the comics one way but whatever and then you know i think he mentioned donald glover donald glover mentioned it on twitter he's like that's funny and he goes everyone just lost it it's like it's like that thing of we want whoever's best whoa until it's something that we don't want and then all of a sudden it's just like well that's an outrage how can spider-man be black it's like spider-man doesn't exist (laughs) spider-man can be anything you want him to be it's it's just it bases on a comic but he doesn't like especially when people get really tight about that with superheroes and stuff it's like just because you saw it on a page he doesn't exist it's not like we're recasting a historical figure differently. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're just doing that because we want to be different. And it's like, well, there's the historical accuracy as opposed to, hey, you know, what is it? Like uh, Idris Elba couldn't play, you know, Green Lantern. Yeah. Why? Idris Elba? Was he going to be Jon Stewart? Well, yeah, I mean, yes, there was a Black Green Lantern. But it's like, you know, then it's like you would have to be the, it's like, well, was there a Black Green Lantern? Why does there have to be? It's Green Lantern. doesn't matter. I don't know. I have time. I don't think people that see these movies know the story. Right, exactly. You're not going into Avengers going, oh, pff, he wasn't really that shade of red. Right. I mean, from the one print you remember? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, I mean, it was that, that whole outrage. Um, and did you go to Star Wars um, <clears throat> with uh, Abrams did the... Did yeah, the, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Did he talk about... I know you has talked about I don't know if he talked about the whole thing where Finn, the character... Mm-hmm. Uh, people are outraged over. You can't have a black stormtrooper. Yeah. <laughs> Why? It's like I don't think you know, hardly have even seen what was underneath the yeah. stormtrooper. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Wh- why? You know. And it's like, no, you you, you can't. I, I remember reading. I don't know why I read this this thread. You know, but it was. Like, <laughs> it's always the worst. <laughs> you know, it was like it was like every time I regret it. It's like every time I go on these threads, I'm like, uh, I feel like I have to take a shower afterwards because. <laughs> People are just, yeah. you see the worst in human beings yeah. on these threads. I mean, it just goes south really quickly. Right. And um, it, it was a very sane, albeit on my side, but a very sane person uh, as like sort of the host uh-huh. and sort of answering each question, I thought, very um, logically, mm-hmm. you know, and sort of basically breaking down what everyone said, you know. Right. You know, Star Wars, you know, I don't see you know our future like that you know the future's not like that uh it, it wouldn't be this way you know we wouldn't have a black uh, stormtrooper in the future whatever and he goes okay i could see that but star wars takes place in the past yeah exactly. so, so that's that's one thing that just, your argument doesn't 
yeah. hold up, you know, and I don't know, but that cantina seemed uh, pretty diverse with yeah. all those creatures and yeah. stuff like that. So I, I don't, I don't understand how like a black man is that. Yeah, because I remember when I first saw the the full length trailer and was like, "Holy shit! I can't wait for this film." I think I just waited in line for like three months or, yeah. or a year or whatever the line was, and I remember that was the biggest thing after the trailer dropped. It was like Black Stormtrooper question mark, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't even think about that." And it's not like, "Hey, I'm perfect. I'm you know I'm colorblind. I don't see color," but it was like. That was the furthest thing from my mind when I watched the Star Wars trailer. Yeah. That, my whole thing was like, well, that's going to be a story. You know, because first of all, it was just like, oh, he's supposed to be like the good guy. So Stormtrooper goes good. That's interesting. Yeah. That was all I looked at. It. I was like, that's an interesting take on this. And then they explained in the movie. It's just like terribly that they just basically steal kids and train them to right. be <laughs> death soldiers. But I'd be, everyone glossed over that. That was like, that's a really dark part of the movie. Right, right. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I did recognize that the... This the stormtrooper was black, but having at least not remembered mm-hmm. w- what was underneath the costume, like I didn't think about it. Like, oh wow, like they have a black stormtrooper. I didn't assume every every stormtrooper was white right. anyway. So I was like, cool. Like right. this guy has turned, like you said, it's yeah. turned. And then I went to like this guy has turned uh, on to the other side, which is a recurring theme in yeah. Star Wars. But it's like that's cool. Like I want to see that. Yeah, and that was the thing. It was like, uh, the only thing that opened up is when I saw that was like, oh, they must have got rid of that Django Fett storyline. If, I mean, if you want to talk prequels, because that whole thing was that they just cloned that one guy who was not white, by the way, and he was the stormtrooper. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. So there, they went from the robots to men and they were all clones of a soldier and it's like that's kind of interesting so in the movie like when that trailer came up and you know finn is revealed as it's like oh i guess they got rid of that Django clone program that they were running yeah because once again i only saw the prequels the one time but it stuck enough into me it's like it's kind of interesting so instead of they're all individuals they're all a clone so it's like it's sort of like then it also takes the hit from their deaths meaning something you know so right. it's like you see a stormtrooper die you already never felt good never felt bad anyways but then you feel a little less bad because it's right. like oh it's just a clone of someone who isn't anything really it's not that person probably still has feelings i imagine a clone would have feelings but you know they're just being manufactured for death basically so and i was like oh they must have got rid of that program what's that story well see and and with all the star wars i'm sure we'll get yeah, that yeah. movie now you know uh, and and i would be intrigued to to find that out um i always noticed that the stormtroopers do get killed uh in mass all the time and you just see them just like they just die all the yeah. time but i guess looking at it from the perspective of they're just like clones from a soldier yeah it's like oh okay well uh, then i don't feel so bad and but then then it sort of makes it feel even worse is like when you realize oh these are stolen kids that are yeah fight right oh see now don't kill them there's the dark you know (laughs) (laughs) wait 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 they're good people at heart and it's like can't Um, we just be excited that they took us in something different it's like oh my god a stormtrooper with the helmet off that wasn't um luke because, you right. know, it's like they, you know, Luke and Han, they take they steal the things. And you never actually saw the other guys yeah, yeah. with the helmets off. So it was just sort of like you knew, so, okay, so they're people. They're not robots or whatever. Right. And then from that point on, you never saw anyone with their helmet off that was a legit stormtrooper. So, like, seeing that, I was like, oh, my God, something new. Yeah, no, absolutely. Can't we just be happy with new? <laughs> Why can't I mean, everything so be so much Wars? from that Star Wars universe that just be so really so interesting. I mean, Rogue One, I mm-hmm. thought, was... I mean, I thought it was outstanding and sort of like definitely was a robust homage mm-hmm. to to Star Wars. And it's basically like, you know, there was a room where they were like, okay, what did what do people want to see? What do the right. fans want to see? Right. How do they how do we want to feel about this movie? You know, um, and I thought it was all there. Right. Um, like the. Like I saw with another, we saw it, and I, right. and I saw it with another audience, and some of the jokes in there, which I thought were home runs, yeah. when you and I saw it, with the audience, the audience was a different audience, so yeah. it just it matters, you know, what kind of audience you have. I thought that, you know, it was, uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was uh, relentless at times, yeah. and and. Um, you know, it's, it's what you wanted in, like, that sort of action adventure, that sort of universe, like, I felt like, right. you know, 
it was familiar, but then at the same time, they did bring some new elements to it. That and it, it and with you, I saw it twice. I saw it with my wife um, a second time, and it's weird seeing it with you. I remembered it being funnier. Yeah. Then when I saw it with her, it, once again the theater was still, uh, I would say about ninety percent full. It wasn't as funny as I remembered, but not in a bad way. Like, I was like, I remember laughing a lot more. And the jokes still hit. The jokes that are there are still funny. The little offhand comments still hit with what you need when the scene's kind of, you know, heightened. And then there's kind of a joke. You're like, oh, that's still pretty good. But the second time, it was not nearly as funny. I was like, I thought I laughed more. Or maybe I was more excited to see Star Wars, so I had a smile on my face. But I think I liked it more the second time because I appreciated it. I mean, it was a dark dark film no it is and those moments are light and probably because on the first viewing you're just like oh my god there's jokes and it's yeah. dark and then the second time you're like jeez it was a dark dark movie yeah no no it it, it, is. it definitely <laughs> is with all these fantasy films the takeaway is that you know the the criticism of most of them Unless they're really dark, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I wish it could have been darker. Why wasn't it darker? Yeah, you know, I remember they did that with the uh, Harry Potter Harry Potter movies. You yeah, know, like, oh, it should have been darker. You know, I, I like it when it's dark, and then if it's too dark, you know, I mean, it's supposed to be for kids. It's like, well, that's kind of how the Harry Potter started. It's like, oh, I pictured them darker because those first two by Chris Columbus were very much kid films. Yeah, not in a bad way. You needed those films obviously to build and. They were light and they were exactly... I had no complaints. I didn't care. I was like, oh, this yeah. is great. But then it got... Even towards the end, I was like, movies are way too fucking dark. This is for kids? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. And it's just like, yeah, we want it really dark. And you know, it's some executive going, yeah, we want to take it to this dark place. Yeah. We want to just really... I guess that sort of legitimizes mm-hmm. the, the, the fantasy world or whatever. To make it dark enough to where, you know, if you have a young kid, you're uh, I don't think you, I want you to see that. It's like, yeah. I don't know if that's what it's supposed to be. It may be what J.K. Rowling eventually wanted it to be. I don't know. But, but I mean, I heard they're pretty close to the books. Yeah. Like those last movies are really close to the books. So it's just like, I guess her thought was like, the kids are growing up. The kids that are reading it are growing up. So yeah. when you get to that point, then it's like those last two. It's like, whew, seriously. <laughs> like, like the end of Rogue One, we're going to kill everyone. So my feeling good or bad yeah, about this film exactly. all it made me want to do is like i need to go see star wars to lighten the mood right, up exactly. a little bit. <laughs> new hope yeah can we watch new hope it's funny because we watched uh kubo and the two strings last night okay and solid really well done. it looks beautiful yeah and those are craftsmen those are people that love that craft of stop motion that will keep it alive like look we want to keep stop motion alive and we'll keep making it until People tell us to stop. Yeah. Dark, though. Like, I was watching this. This is for kids. I kept turning to Angela the whole time going, this is for kids, right? Because, <laughs> like, I mean, the story wow. starts off. I think it's even in the, the trailer, so it's not even a spoilerific. Like, it starts off with the mother and her baby fleeing. You don't see the scene, but they're, they're fleeing um, a scene because the grandfather stole the baby's eye. Literally, that's, like, the premise. And the grandfather will come out. He's the moon king. Wants to come out and steal his other eye of his grandson and it's like it's for kids right Right. (laughs) at what point am i supposed to feel good about myself wow Um, how do you pitch that you know okay well you know he wants to steal the other eye and you know it's just for kids probably the guys are like this is for kids right well yeah they're coming off of like paranorman and everything like the studio that does it's like got another one to you know like Asian inspired kid with a little guitar, paper things that fly in the air. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, just don't tell yeah. the story. <laughs> just don't tell him the Sweet real story. <laughs> Good though. Like I recommend. Was that was that a screener? It was a screener. Okay. So it's not it's it might be I think it I don't I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll do a, a special bonus uh, pod of just screeners. And we'll talk screeners. Hey, yeah. And we'll do that after this one. But you will know because it'll be a week later. Because it's the magical uh, of uh, podcasting. Maybe on a future ones, other than Southland Tales, which will be a perfect thing to talk about in future ones because of the musical coming back. Right. Um, and Southland Tales, a musical? Question mark? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I was thinking about yeah. the theme of our show where we talk, post our work, that's the theme, and then how we per- perceive movies now being older. But I was thinking how funny it would be of people our age in the 80s with podcasts like if that i mean there was radio shows and stuff like that but like bitching and moaning about how movies like breakfast club this is ridiculous 
they don't make movies like they do in the like 60s and 70s. Like, there's always going to be. That would be interesting to have like a sort of uh, pack of people a la Scorsese, uh, Lucas, Spielberg, all those kids. I say kids, like, I forget, the, I'm trying to think of the book. Um, basically, them sort of the highbrow, you know. Yeah cinema practitioners talking about you know things like breakfast club yeah and, uh romancing the stone and and uh, uh zemeckis uh used cars yeah that sort of thing because it is weird to think like you know when people are our age like we'll just even say like 88 or something these movies are coming out or 85 the big year you know with like the ghostbusters and all that stuff it's just like meh you know it's not earthquake from the 70s you know yeah. like they're like all of a sudden they're just angry exactly you know and then on the flip side of that, there's going to be someone in 10 years doing a podcast, angry movies aren't as good as they are from the mid-2000, which I always seem as like the dead period when it was just <laughs> all just Transformers. Not, and, uh, and you don't have to destroy one thing to build something else up. But like right. that weird, awkward thing when everything was just CG. And then it's just sort of like, yeah, movies are okay. But, you know, there's going to be those people. It's like, why aren't movies more like Transformers? Or, you know, like the mid 2000s <laughs> We have more Southland Tales, which should be the answer to everything. Southland Tales. It's definitely something that you could uh, do a lot of contemporary literary criticism about because it just, I still don't know how to break down that movie. And that's the thing. It's like, you say it's a musical, right? And my thing is like, it's a movie, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, I... Yeah, well, we'll break, we'll break that down in a twelve-part limited run yeah, series we, for we, Netflix. We need, uh, <laughs> twelve parts for the first few minutes, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, we got through the cast. Join us next week. Yeah. As... <laughs> All right, I think that'll be it. So, future episodes, we're you know, we'll do one about screeners. We'll do um, the state of movies now. I had a thing written. I don't have my notes. I had a thing written about rom coms. Just, okay. just more. I was more interested in your theory on rom coms. Um. Yeah, I think I that'll do theories. it. For, I have theories, my friend. You have I theories on rom coms. That's awesome. And then, well, thank you for joining for our our Rogue One breakdown, yeah. which I think was four minutes, and our thirty minute talk of racial <laughs> racial diversity. Because <laughs> exactly. you know, on 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 Martin Luther King Martin Day. Martin Luther King, because we care. Yeah, we care. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is Robert. This is John. Uh,